0: got your Bible take it to Romans chapter number six Romans chapter number six gonna introduce to you uh, seven I'm sorry Introduce to you uh, again going over what we've talked about uh, justification sanctification sanctification is a process it takes time for you to get things right, um, and and he is. I'm going to try my dead level best to uh, to give you what the scripture is saying. Uh, I don't know. I, I've read over this, and I, I really want to try my best to give you the give you the thought that he's trying to convey here. So I'm going to try to do that for you. In 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 Romans chapter number seven. And we'll read the first six verses there in just a moment. But he uses marriage as an illustration. Many uh, now he gives some thoughts about marriage. He doesn't go all into it, but he gives some just marriage as an illustration of how it how we can apply it to where we're at. Um, we've been talking again. We've been talking about being dead. Uh, Christ conquered death. Uh, he conquered hell and he conquered the law, and so as we look at this, we're going to talk about the authority of the law. What does the what does the law have authority over today? Many times in the Old Testament, that was that was their gauge. They they lived their life by the law. We understand this, and as we go through life, the law is still here. It did not Christ did not do away with the law. This is how we govern everything that we do. This is how we guide our life, is the law. But as we look at this, the law is not necessarily uh, what I follow. I don't, I don't, as a Christian, I've always heard, I heard people say this, that life and uh, Christianity is just a bunch of rules, uh, just a bunch of do's and don'ts. But if you look at this, and we'll talk about this specifically today, Christian life, our Christian life, should not be just a list of do's and just a list of don'ts. And I, to be honest with you, Christian, if you're living your life like that right now, it's a very shallow Christian life. Well, I can't do this, and I got to do this because this is what the Bible says we are living a very shallow life. I live for Jesus Christ, and I'll get there uh, in the message, but I live for Jesus Christ not because the Bible tells me I need to, but because I've been compelled to do so. Uh, Paul makes a statement, and I I don't want to get too far into this before I mess up and start preaching one of my points here, but Paul says, the love of Christ hath constrained me. It stops him there's things that I'll never do because I love something and that's Jesus Christ you know so let's go ahead and I'll read it and then we'll jump into the message if you have your Bibles Romans 7 let's all stand and we'll read verses 1 through 6 if you can stand verse number 1 know ye not brethren for I speak to them that know the law. So he's, he's introducing this. He wants you to understand who is he talking to. He's talking to these, these people who have live, lived their lives by the law. By the letter of the law, they've lived it. How that, I, how that the law hath dominion over man as long as he liveth. For the woman with ha, which hath a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then, if while her her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from the law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man." Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin which were before the law did work in our members to bring forth the fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law that being dead wherein we were held, we should serve in newness of spirit and not in in the oldness of the letter. Now I'm going to do my best to explain this text. Because I don't know about you, the first time I read this, I was confused by the time I got to verse number six. And I said, Oh no, I gotta read this again. Because Paul is trying to illustrate here what is taking place when I got saved. So let's pray. God, I thank you for today. I thank you for every single person that is here this morning. I pray that you'll use me, give me the clarity of mind. Please, Lord, allow me to convey the thought that you have given me. Lord, I love you, and I thank you. Thank you for your Holy Ghost. I pray that you'd fill me with your words and ability to speak this morning. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen, and thank you. You may be seated. Now, the Bible says in Genesis chapter number 2 and verse number 24, when you got married, you and your wife became one flesh. One flesh. Now, what does that mean? Just a perfect illustration. And just so happened I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. One flesh. What does that mean? The perfect illustration of that being is when Job was attacked by Satan. Satan came to God and said, can I attack Job? Job. And God says, I'll let you attack Job, but you can't touch him. So Satan goes down to Job's material goods and his family, his sons, and he takes everything from him. Satan takes his his donkeys, he takes his his sheep, he takes his oxen, and he, he works in somebody to do that. And then he kills his children. But then, here he sets after this has all taken place, his wife comes to him and says, why don't you just curse God and die? Get it over with. And Job says, I'm not going to. In his integrity, the Bible talks about, he did not sin in that first chapter of losing everything he had. But I say all that to say this, is that Job married his wife and they became one flesh, and so God allowed Satan to destroy everything he had, but he couldn't touch Job. And so at the end of the day, when, when Satan was done messing with Job and Satan was done tempting Job and, and attacking Job, do you know who was still alive at the end of that event? Was Job and his wife. Because when two get married, they become one flesh. They become illustration. And you say, why did you say all that? Because here in Romans chapter number 7, he is giving the law. The law was that if you got married, your spouse died, you were allowed to remarry. That's what the law was. And if you remarried and your spouse wasn't dead, then that was called what the Bible he called an adulterer. So then the other thing that Christ came in in Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter number 19, Christ says there was a now, second, there was two things, two physical things that could happen that would allow you a release to be able to get a divorce. One is a death. It's the death of your spouse. Number two is your spouse is unfaithful. And Christ allows that as a way of divorce. But as you look at this, this is not, he's not talking about marriage. He is talking about wants us to understand that when 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 you are married to your spouse, you belong to your spouse. I, look, there, you know what stops me from going down the road and trying to find another woman? My wife does. Simple thoughts this morning concerning <clears throat> what Paul has to say. Number one is we died to the law in verse number five of uh, verse number four. If you'll look there with me, verses one through three is the verses I just got done explaining to you what he was talking about, why he did that. Then he wants us to understand that we died to the law. Wherefore, my brethren. <coughs> Ye also became dead to the law by who? By the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another. That's none other than Jesus Christ, even to whom, even to him who raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. When when you were lost, verse number five, for when we were in the what? The flesh. What is the flesh? That's being lost. That's not being a saved person. When I was in the flesh, the Bible says, the emotions of sin, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. You say, what in the world does that mean? When I was lost, I was condemned by the law, I lived my life by the law, and that's what he's talking about. But when I got saved, I, the law did not vanish, the law did not go away, but then we did when Christ saved me. She'd slap you. <laughs> and you ought not do it behind her back either. Right? Who am I married to? Jesus. Why in the world do you want to flirt with sin? Why in the world do you want to flirt with wrong? Because look, well I'm not married to that wrong. I'm not married to them. I'm married to Jesus Christ. You say, that's not, this is exactly what this verse is teaching us, is when I became saved, I became united in Christ. Mm -hmm. We were under the authority, look, when I was lost, I was under the authority of God's law, and I was condemned by the law. But when I trusted Christ to be my savior, the law, just as we died, we died to the flesh, we died to the law. We died to the flesh. Romans chapter 6 and verse 1 through 10. How we died to the flesh. We died to the law. The law did not die. We died. When we trusted Christ, we died to the law. But it was in Christ. We arose from the dead and now are married to Christ to live a new kind of life. Before salvation, we did right because of the law. But now being saved, I do write because of grace. Because I love somebody. In verse number five, look at verse number five, if you will. The Bible says in verse number five, for we were in the flesh, go down to the last statement. He says, we bring forth fruit unto who? Unto death. When I was lost, Death is the fruit of Satan, the fruit of sin, the fruit of wrong, the fruit of everything wrong. But when I got saved, look in verse number four. Look at that. He says, "Wherefore, my ye are become dead to the law." Now go down to the last phrase. He says, "Bring forth fruit unto who?" Unto God. And so, when I was lost, I used to bring fruit to Satan, or used to bring fruit to sin, used to bring fruit to wrong, used to bring. fruit. I should no longer bring my fruit to Satan and bring my fruit to uh, I need to bring fruit to God you say what is fruit well I'm The fruit of the Spirit has not fruit of the flesh. Because the fruit of the flesh would say, man, I hate them, they did me wrong. I'll never talk to them again. But the fruit of the spirit says, Yeah, I'll love you. I don't care what you did to me last week. And the fruit of the Spirit says, hey, as Jesus dies on the cross, Jesus is paying for all men's sin. And he says to those who mocked him, and he says to those who spit on him, and he says to those who beat him. He looks and he says, "Hey, hey, hey! God, would you? Hey, Father, would you please forgive them?" Now, how did he do that? It was because it was the fruit of the spirit that came from him. May I say to you, Christian, is that we ought to be able to look at people who have hurt us, and we ought to be able to look at people who have done us wrong, and say, Father, the yeah. That's why the Bible says if Jesus told his disciples, he said, Hey, if somebody slaps you in the face, tell them, hey, here's the other cheek. You want it to? That's why he said, he said, hey, hey, God, hey Jesus, how many times should I forgive somebody? Well, you know, once. That's not what God said. Why don't you go ahead and forgive them 70 times, seven Over and over and over again. You're supposed to forgive them. But I'm going to tell you this. You'll never forgive people. You'll never love people. You'll never do right to people unless you have the fruit of the Spirit bursting from you. Because a rotten tree doesn't produce good fruit. You talk to a man Tree produces good pecans. A bad pecan tree produces pecans nobody wants to eat. Am I producing fruit that they want to eat or they run from? It? I don't want any part of that. I'm dead to the law. I'm dead to the law. So, number one, I died to the law. But our motivation for living right is isn't the law. It's God. It comes from God. Number one, we die to the law. Number two, we are delivered from the law. Look at verse number six. I hope that I've helped. I hope that I've explained this verse as the best that I can. Verse six. But now we're delivered from the law, that being dead, wherein we were held, that we should serve in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. What's the oldness of the letter? The letter of the law. You know there's some some policeman who will stop you and give you a ticket for everything you're doing wrong. That's the guy that's following the letter of the law. And you know what? We get upset because we got a ticket because we did something wrong. Well what is? But I'm here to say to you, that's those men that somebody to pat me on the back. I'm not doing it. For that. I'm doing it because that's what I'm supposed to do. Paul said that the love of Christ hath constrained him. It stops him. I don't have to wake up every day wondering if I'm going to be unfaithful in my life. Because I already know it. Him and His love for us How to stop. Us from we died to sin. We died to the law. The law cannot exercise authority over a dead person, can they? Dead to the law.